the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. It is recorded in the book of John that Jesus once said, If he is lifted up, he will draw all people unto himself. Christ's death, resurrection, and ascension are all linked to this glorious exaltation, and it is a call made to the entire world. No class, social status, race, or gender is excluded from this declaration. That is why we lift up the name of Jesus on this program every day. Our teaching pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with today's message. Yes, you are a father, and yes, you do what dad does. But that prodigal has to see another father above you, the heavenly father. I want you to write this down. That boy, that girl that is rebelling against you, that child is not just rebelling against you. That child is rebelling against God. You need to know this. They're not just rebelling against you. They're rebelling against God. So what do we do as parents? Oh, listen. We pray. We pray. And what do we pray? We pray for that prodigal every day, don't we? We think about that prodigal every day, don't we? And what do we pray? We pray that that child will reach the conclusion themselves that the life that they have chosen to live does not lead to happiness. It does not lead to freedom. It does not lead to fulfillment. We pray that that child will see the errors of their way and that they themselves will decide to come home. As James McDonald says, the stronger the will, the further the wanderer must go to get to the end. But eventually their party will one day end. Their pockets will one day be empty. Their poverty will one day be experienced. The willful wanderer is the person who never rests until he hits rock bottom. They're not coming home. Until they get that frame certificate that says, graduated from the school of hard knocks. But the main point of this entire story, are you ready for the good stuff? Is that the nanosecond, the instant, the moment that a prodigal comes to their senses and turns to God, and repents that their heavenly Father is there waiting with open arms. That's the point of this story. I want you to write this down. This is called reconciliation and rejoicing. Reconciliation and rejoicing. Said that the boy finally got up and he went to his father. Now, 
he's going to his father, but I want you to go back to where he was. Remember, he's in the pig pen. In verse 17, he comes to his senses. And what happens in verse 18 and 19? He starts coming up with this plan. And the plan is that he wants to go home. And so he actually gets up, the first line, in verse 20, he gets up and he's going to go, but as he's going home, he's rehearsing. He hadn't said it yet. Dad hasn't heard it yet. He's just rehearsing. All right, I'm going to go home and I'm tired of living in that pig pen and I want to go home. I'm going to see my dad and I'm just going to say, Dad, I'm not worthy to be your son. Just treat me like one of your hired men. I'd like to eat a little bit if I can eat a little bit. And I, you, I'm not worthy to be called your son. I, you, you don't need to treat me like a son. I, I, and he's, I, I have sinned against heaven. I've sinned against he, He's rehearsing all of this. And read verse 20. He, before he ever says anything, he's on his way home. And the Bible says while he's still a long ways off, he's not even close to home. His father saw him, was filled with compassion for his son. He runs to his son, takes his arms and wraps him around that boy and kisses him. Verse 20. Everybody say verse 20. Verse 20 is a picture of, write this down, grace. Now, in your Bible, in your notes, verse 20, just write grace. Verse 20, put grace, that's grace. And you know how we know this? Because verse 21 is repentance. I'm going to explain this. Verse 21, everybody say verse 21. Verse 20 is grace. Verse 21 is repentance. And if you read verse 21, the boy says in verse 21 exactly what he had rehearsed back there in verse 18 and 19. He says in verse 21, the son says to the father, Father, I want you to know that I have sinned against God, and I have sinned against you. Now, there's a little Bible verse. I don't have time to read it, but in there in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 9 through 10, it tells us, I want you to study it on your own. It tells us that repentance comes from a place of what the Bible calls godly sorrow. There is no such thing as repentance without godly sorrow. And yes, this boy acknowledges that he had sinned against his earthly father. But far more importantly, this boy acknowledges that he has sinned against his heavenly father. And no one comes home. No one returns without godly sorrow. And what I want you to see, and this is critical to you understanding this story is that verse 20, grace, comes before verse 21, the repentance. If you miss this, you miss the whole story. Verse 20, the father doesn't care what the boy is going to say. Verse 20 tells us, the verse of grace, 
that before the boy even opens his mouth in verse 21, turn to your neighbor and say to the neighbor, verse 20 comes before verse 21. Turn, turn to your neighbor and say that. Grace, verse 20, happens before the boy utters one syllable in verse 21. Grace happens. And grace teaches us, verse 20 teaches us, if you look at it, the boy never saw the father. At first, the father sees the boy. And the father sees him. Why does the father see him? Because he's been waiting for him. He's been longing for him. He's been looking for him. Every day, he sits on that front porch and he's waiting for his son to come home. Every day he goes and gets the mail out of the mailbox. He looks down the country road just to take a glance to see if his son is coming home. Every evening before he goes to bed and he says his prayers, he prays to his God that his son will come home. Not a day goes by that he doesn't have a discussion with his wife about, honey, when do you think our son is going to come home? And one day the father looks up and he sees the son. And the Bible says... He was filled with compassion. He doesn't care where the boy has been. He doesn't care what the boy has done. He doesn't care what the boy is going to say. He runs to meet his son. It's the only place in the Bible where we see God in a hurry. And before his son opens up his mouth to say a single word, picture this, with tears streaming down his face, He sprints to his returning son. He takes his arms. He throws them around his son. He doesn't care how he smells. He doesn't care how he looks. He doesn't care that he wasted all the money. He doesn't care that he has disgraced the family name. He doesn't care about any of that. He simply throws his arms around his neck and he kisses him. That's grace. And that's exactly the way God is with you and with me. And all, you might be sitting there thinking that you've disappointed God many times. Listen, the only thing God is waiting on is for you to come home. That's it. Now, I, 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 need, you, I need you to hold that thought. I want to read the rejoicing part And then I want to tell you one last thing that you've got to know before you leave or you'll never really understand this story. Verse 22, and you've all heard this. I'm going to let Dusty talk about this next week. The father said to his servants, quick, everybody say quick. Bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger, sandals on his feet. And bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate For this son of mine was dead. And he's alive again. He was lost. He's been found. And so they begin to do what? Celebrate. I want everybody to say the word context. That's a great story. Raise your hand if you think that's a great story. But... That story, you have no idea what that story means unless you understand the context of that story. The context is what gives that story meaning. 
And the context, it's a little complicated to explain, so I hope you'll stay with me. You've got to go back to the first two verses of chapter 15 to understand the context. Chapter 15, verse 1 says that the tax collectors and the sinners were all hanging out with Jesus. And what were they doing? They were listening. And what were they listening to? Well, they were listening to Jesus teach. Jesus was hanging out with the lowlifes, the tax collectors, and the sinners. In verse 2, this is Luke 15, verse 2, it says that the Pharisees, these are the religious leaders, the leaders of the church, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, they muttered. They started to complain. They were upset. And what were they upset about? This rabbi. This man. Jesus. He eats. With who? With sinners. Jesus hears them complaining. He's eating with the tax collectors and the sinners. He's trying to lead them, of course, to faith. And the religious leaders are complaining. This guy's eating with sinners. And so Jesus tells this parable. He's telling the parable for the Pharisees. Now we know Luke 15 as three stories. The parable of the lost sheep the parable of the lost coin, and the parable of the lost son. But it's really just one parable. You said, no, there's three. No, it's just one parable. Read the story. Jesus hears the Pharisees complaining, and so the Bible says he told a parable. The parable just happens to have three different chapters, but it's one parable. Shepherd has a hundred sheep. One goes astray. The shepherd leaves the 99 to go find the one lost sheep. A woman has ten coins. She loses one. The the lady sweeps the house until she finds that which was lost. And then he tells this story about a father who had two sons and one lot was lost. And how he longed for the son to return. Now what you need to know was that scholars, everybody say scholars, who've studied this, believe that up until this rabbi tells this story, that there was another story that rabbis often taught. It was a common story. And the story that the rabbis used to teach was that there was a son who took part of his inheritance and went off and spent it in wild living. And one day he comes to his senses and he comes back. But the way the story used to be told was that when the boy returns to the father, the father rejects the son. And says to the son, you've been living with the pigs, you smell like a pig, you go back to the pigs, you are no longer my son, you made your bed, now go lie in it. That was the story. You say, why would they tell that story? Well, I want you to write this down in your notes, you can read it later, Deuteronomy chapter 21, just write it down, don't look it up, Deuteronomy chapter 21 verses 18 through 21 The Bible in the Old Testament actually taught, this is true, it's in the Old Testament. The Bible, the rabbis taught that if a son dishonored his father, that the father had the right to stone 
His Son. That's what the law taught. If you became a prodigal, your dad had the right to have you stoned. So Jesus is talking with the sinners. He's eating dinner with them. He's teaching them. They're listening. He hears the Pharisees mumble. He's eating with sinners. So Jesus told a parable for these Pharisees. And he tells a story about the lost sheep. He tells a story about the lost coin. And then Jesus starts another story about the lost son. And when Jesus starts telling the story, the Pharisees all said, Oh, we know this story. We've heard this many times. But Jesus tells the story and he puts a twist at the end of the plot. Because when the boy comes home and says, Dad, I've sinned against heaven and against you, instead of rejecting his son, Jesus tells the story. No, the father with open arms receives his child that anybody who comes, no matter how far they've drifted away, that a loving father, our heavenly father, will always receive you and always accept you and always have you come back. Write this down. This whole story is just about the love of the Father. The whole story is just about the love of the Father. I want you to stand for just a moment. We're going to pray. Everybody say, let's pray. And I just want to say, if you're here today and you are a prodigal, son or prodigal daughter and you have drifted away from God and the things of God you made those choices and you made those decisions and only you can make the decision to come home I'm here to tell you that if you'll get up out of that pig pen that you're in you're up to here in manure You're there because of all the decisions you've made, not because you have bad luck. It's because you've chosen to drift away from God and the things of God. Come to your senses and turn your life, in the same way you turned away, turn your life back to God. And you take one step and God the Father doesn't care what you've done, how far you've drifted, how bad you've been. He doesn't even need a speech from you. He just needs you to want to come home. And he'll receive you. He's waiting and longing for you to come home. If you're watching on screen, I can't believe I'm saying this, but if you're watching on the internet, text Jesus to the number on the screen. Whoever thought the preacher would ever say, text, text Jesus to the number on the screen. And we'll follow up and get a hold of you. Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads forward to prayer. God, thank you for today. Thank you for this story. How often is God, our Heavenly Father, longing, waiting for His children to come home? Oh, I believe that, God, you let us and allow us to go down these rabbit trails because you created us with freedom of choice and we have been duped by the evil one thinking that this these things bring life and that these things bring happiness and we walk down that path to discover on our own that just the opposite is true 
that the only time we're truly happy and the only time we're truly at peace and the only time that we're truly fulfilled is when we're in this relationship with you as our heavenly father i pray god today in the spirit spirit of god would convict and lead every prodigal to come to their senses and to realize that they need to be in a restored relationship with their heavenly father and lord today if there be anyone here within the sound of my voice that have drifted away from home and they're off in a distant land help them today to simply come home bless every man every woman every boy and every girl in this room today we pray in jesus name it's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day we exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts if pastor dudley's message has been a blessing to you we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. We have a special gift for everyone listening today to help with your daily Bible reading. It's our Anchored Journal, a complete 365-day Bible reading guide and journal that will help you stay connected to God's Word throughout the coming year. It works with any version of the Bible you are currently reading. The Anchor Journal comes in a choice of colors and can be yours right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. It's as simple as calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. You won't want to miss out on this limited time offer, so be sure to call right now. Our number again is 888-818-4777. The Anchor Journal can also be found on our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. Get yourself anchored to God's Word with your personal anchor journal today. We live in the most distracted culture in the history of the world. We see about 10,000 messages every day. We even touch our phones about 2,000 times a day. We're literally being overwhelmed with information. That's why there's no better time than right now for Dudley Rutherford's remarkable new book, One Thing rediscover a simpler faith in our complicated world. In this timely book, Pastor Dudley invites you to open your Bible and look closely at seven key passages of Scripture where you'll find the beautifully uncomplicated phrase, one thing. These Scriptures will quiet all the noise that you're hearing and call you back to a simpler faith. Dudley Rutherford has discovered the secret of how to focus our lives on the one thing that matters. What if you could find that simplicity? It's waiting out there. And this is your roadmap to freedom. Contact Lift Up Jesus today and get your copy of One Thing, the book that could finally change everything. Calling all men. Join us at Shepherd Church for the last men's breakfast of the year. On August 12th, join us to break bread with your fellow brothers in Christ. Don't miss out on this fun and powerful morning filled with worship, fellowship, and teaching. 
You just bring your Bible into Buddy and we'll bring the breakfast burritos. That's right. We're going to be serving free breakfast burritos provided by Big Arts Catering beginning at 7 a.m. to tantalize your taste buds and kickstart your day. But friends, it's not about the food. This isn't your average breakfast, guys. It's an amazing experience filled with vibrant conversations, music, laughter, and real talk with real men. So mark your calendars and join us at the Real Talk Men's Breakfast Saturday, August 12th at Shepherd Church in Porter Ranch. Register today by visiting shepherdchurch.com and clicking on the Real Talk Men's Breakfast button. Again, that's shepherdchurch.com. And don't forget to click on the Real Talk Men's Breakfast. We'll see you soon. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at this same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.